down for you. You have been chopped. Fuck off you, fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. Chewing the fat with Big Ed Beefy. What's that line in New York? Man? We're here. We're live. Oh, live. It's the Christmas season. Since the season, you be motherfucking jolly, everyone. That's right. And who so, better to be jolly than Rob Burmeister and Clem Caserta? Yes. Do your favorite TV chefs right here on Chewing the Fat with Big Ed Beefy. I will say this, and it was funny because I, I was watching the Honeymooners the other night, and they never step out of character. and Ralphie said, we never step out of character of Jackie Gleason, which is everybody a Merry Christmas, yada, but he made a very good point. You know, it's, it's the time of year where everybody is just a little bit nicer. Right. Things are just a little bit slower. Like even me, instead of getting out of the car and yelling at somebody, I only beep twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but I mean, like even certainly like going shopping and bumping into people, like you want to get mad, but then you realize like, instead of saying get mad, oh, Merry Christmas. Right. You know, and I, and I kind of like it. It's my favorite time of year. I am forcing myself to say Merry Christmas to people. I was on the phone today, um, you know, with all these, well, you got to go to this one and that one. They keep passing over. And I said, Merry Christmas to every single one of them. I didn't care who they were, what they were. Yeah. And it's great. I'm not forcing myself, but I'm trained to say Happy Holidays. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, if you're Jewish, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. If you Merry Kwanzaa, I don't give a fuck what you. If you don't celebrate anything. Have a lovely December twenty fifth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's Christmas and it's my holiday, and I'm gonna wish you a Merry Christmas and respect. Right. For me and you. Like on my birthday, I tell everyone Happy Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, just, I don't understand. I don't understand how this country has become and what got us to that point where you can't. Pledge the allegiance to the flag. You can't say Merry Christmas. It's this is what made this country great. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're not we're not anymore. We're just not. I downloaded an awesome thing from Donald Trump, but of course I had to rebump my computer and stuff, and it's not on here. But it was awesome. He was like, "Look at Merry Christmas again," and he's saying how like it's gone through the wayside. It's like a whole speech about yeah. he's bringing back Merry Christmas. Absolutely. We should say Merry Christmas again. Yeah. I mean, come on. Jimmy, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> One of my favorite. Buongiorno, Principessa. At the, like, when it, everyone just comes in. He's like ready. He's ready. 
to end it all. And the whole town ships in and just gives him tons of cash so he doesn't... It's so fucking great. I love it. Yeah. You know, not like that anymore, really. Only when a disaster happens. I guess it is like that. Hurricane Sandy and all that, everyone comes out. Yeah, but it takes that to get people to be like that. And that's what the shame of it is. Right. It's a great thing that, that everybody does come together. You know, I get it. Not everybody's always going to be like that. But if we can just do a little bit of that more often. Right. The world would be a better place. It would. I just feel like Tiny Tim. <laughs> Dead? <laughs> Pretty much. Are you tiptoeing through the... T- oh, that Tiny Tim. I thought, tiptoe through the tulips. Remember that guy? God, help me. What is, where do you, how do you know this? Tiny Tim. He was in the 70s. He was, yeah. He was on, he was on Letterman. Um, so what's up? How was your week? Your two weeks? We haven't, how was your birthday? We, Last last show was the birthday show. Yeah, we went out. We I told you we went to Callens and did the whole dinner thing, and then uh, you know, that was it, man. Got a bunch of. I got the Amazon Echo. Oh, all right. Yeah, it is fantastic. Nice. Now you know me. It's Alexa. I keep calling a couple of vodka. Alexandria. Um, Fuck face. (laughs) Jerk off. Hey, asshole. Answer me, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and here's the messed up thing. Even the Elector ignores me sometimes. <laughs> and then, I swear to God, you, like, it doesn't respond to any curse. It'll say, Alexa, if you ask it if it's a lesbian, it'll say, I am not programmed for that sort of thing. I think everyone's equal. I am to always stay in the friend zone. But some things it'll respond to and make you go hysterical. And other things it'll just, like, it ignored me. Like, twi- I kept trying to get it to cancel a song, and She's like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> and I'm like, cancel? What do you mean you can't cancel right now? Not allowed. But it is an amazing little thing. I absolutely love it. I want to ask, give me something that she doesn't answer. I'll ask Siri and see if, like, what was one of the things that you... Do you like anal sex? <laughs> <laughs> Siri, do you like anal sex? I didn't quite get that one. All right, here we go. Siri, do you like anal sex? Siri's just not even answering you. I have I searched the web for it. Oh, I don't understand. Siri, do you like anal sex? But I can search the web for it. Oh, God. Well, you'll find a lot of it. I can play Jeopardy online. Like I'll say, I'll say, uh, what the hell's her name? Alexa. Alexa, play Jeopardy and it'll play Jeopardy. Nice. Uh, uh, what's that? Twenty-five questions. Um, you know, a couple of cool things. Yeah, that's cool. Just don't fall in love with it, like that guy in the movie. Did you ever see that when he fell in love with the voice on he his phone? No. But uh, yeah, it's funny that it's pretty funny that he said cannot find the anal sex. I'll have to look it up on the web because Friday night, but one of my birthday gifts was Mary got me tickets to see Louis K at the Garden. Nice. Fantastic. The guy that opened up for him was hysterical, but he was so funny. Like, he went on a whole thing. I can't, I'm not even going to repeat his stuff. But the funniest thing that he did, he tried out new jokes. So he's like, you know, porno, you think it's time we could just stop making it? He goes, there's no one out there that has seen all the porn. You know, so he goes, we're going to take a newborn baby and force him to watch porn alphabetically. 
and then we're going to get to that guy when he's 50, and he'll be like, uh, I'm still through the A's. I'm still at the anal. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you know? Like it's. But Louis C.K. was good. Hysterical, hysterical, hysterical. Like, I was losing. Now, I never understood why they canceled the HBO series. Um, but then he went on an FX. He got an FX one. And it was along the same lines, kind of. Not the same okay. crew, but it was still Louie. And, and then but the girl think, went on Californication. Right. And she was on Louie's show. Wasn't it? it was just, he was dating her. Yeah, she's awesome, that chick. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know how it is. It's great shows that get canceled and shit shows that keep going. That's like the one on HBO, too, with Jack Black and the other one that they canceled. Oh, wow. Uh, the Brink. Yeah. I thought that show was um, fucking great. Yeah. Californication was great. That guy, yeah. you know, that's over. Yeah, but they did seven or eight seasons of that. The Brink yeah. got canceled after one season. Louis C.K. after either one or two seasons. Yeah. Right. East yeah. Bound and Down only did three. That was a good one. That That's one of those ones they're going to come at you with a movie or something yeah, like yeah. that. But, uh, all right. Well, you know, that's about it. I mean, I just, Louis C.K. was just fantastic. That's all I really did. You know, I did a cooking class at school last nice. Tuesday uh, for kindergarten through third grade. We made hot cocoa mix in a jar, like layered with dry milk. Cocoa, sugar, chocolate chips, crushed candy canes, and then I made it and stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> and tomorrow I got it for fourth grade through eighth. We're making pretzel, chocolate, peppermint bark. Ooh. Yeah. What do you smoke? <laughs> you Dude, wait. Say the first thing. So you got a jar. Right. Wait, so wait. we made. I made the hot cocoa mix in a jar. So. It's half a cup of dry milk. You put in like a 16-ounce mason okay. jar. Then you do a half a cup of un-seasoned un, uh, cocoa Now, where did you get this from? You made this before? This is no, I was like Googling stuff to okay. do. And, you know, I've seen it. seen it on some craft sites. <laughs> I know. Some office do it living. I know what you do. And then it's just cocoa powder, dry milk, now, did sugar. Did you try it? Yeah, I made a shit ton of it. And I had all these kids drinking it. They were all bouncing around and going crazy because all the sugar. The nice. It was like, it tasted like a hot peppermint patty because the candy canes are all crushed and then they melt in it. That's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know, then they decorated cards to give to their mothers. And mm. So tomorrow's pretzel bark and, you know, little Ruff. green, green Ruff. and white chocolate that's with the flat. like pretzel bark. <laughs> Rolls. Rolls gold. Rolls gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's the other pretzel one? The broken ones, the flavored broken ones. Ah, uh, Schneider. Schneider's, yeah. Schneider's, <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> Schneider's. That's that pretzel box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't smoke. Uh, so, you know, that's about it. I got four more days. Four more, three more days left of school. Nice. And then... Uh, so what are you doing for the winter vacation? Anything? No, nothing. <laughs> Probably search around and see if anyone needs help in a restaurant for a week. Get some money. But, uh, yeah, I pulled my back out. I was sick. I'm just like... I hate 
winter when you're inside because I feel like you get sick when you're with everyone inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, nothing else crazy going down, but we do have a good, good guest today. Funny, uh, a friend, an old friend of mine reached out to me yesterday and told me about this guy, uh, Mike Stevens, who I didn't know at the time that was on a show last night, but I thought it was coming up and, you know, he wanted me to help him out do whatever, and I started watching it, and I'm like, wait, he's talking about a guy named Mike, and this is the guy Mike, so I find him on uh, Facebook, and uh, lo and behold, it's the guy, so we stopped bullshit, we were talking all last night, and he's psyched, he's coming on the show, although contractual reasons, we can't really say the name of the show, we don't want to get him in trouble, so it's kind of something like Friars vs. Liars, something like that, you know, but it's... uh, you know, it's a pretty good show with a, you know, a decent-looking older distinguished gentleman as the host that dresses pretty funky and, uh, you know. Yeah. But uh, he won. He won this. His name rhymes uh, with Fleffrey Bucari. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is Geoffrey Zakarukian. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Mike's going to come on around 830. And, you know, going to help this guy out along the way. It's his first show. And, uh, you know, I watched it last night. And if you watched it, I can't really say the name of it. But uh, the guy is a owns a window washing, power washing company in Brewster, New York. And here he is winning cooking competitions. Nice. With a pretty awesome French deep fried beer battered disco fry bun for a hamburger. It was pretty awesome. So uh, we'll talk to him about that. And uh, I don't know. You got any news, Clemmy? Not really. Well, maybe we'll. uh... CTF News with Big and Beefy. I am reading this thing on Food Beast right here. Our friends over at foodbeast.com. Right. And apparently they're changing the sell-by date on food. I don't really understand this, but it says there is no uniform labeling code for quality labels from the USDA. This leads to a variety of labels that the manufacturers and retailers understand and know, which will now include a sell-by when the retailer should take the product off the shelves, and a best-buy for when it begins to lose quality characteristics like color, texture, flavor, right. or nutritional content. So, I mean, I always knew there were different. People always think, like, the sell-by date. you got to throw it out. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. New York is crazy. If you get milk that's in, like, New York but from Jersey, the New York date is a week before the Jersey date. Yeah. And you got to sell-by. People get panicked. Like, uh, Mary's son Griffin panics. Yesterday, was like this. Uh, Mom, this milk is expired today. So, I'm going to either drink it or... Well, yeah, throw it out. I'm like, no, it's sell-by. He goes, what does that mean? I'm like, you guys, sell-by. You have a... Milk can actually last up to two weeks in your fridge if it's cold enough. Yeah. And you don't keep taking it out and opening Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Not in my house. Yeah, but... And then when it goes bad, you throw a little uh, white vinegar in it, some salt, make some ricotta cheese. Oh, yeah. You know? Never throw out any of that stuff. But, uh... Well, that's just it. People don't understand it. You know, it's... Even even like the canned food, a lot of people see the expiration coming up close, and I'm like, no, it's still good. And not that I really want to eat it, but you know, right, it's still good. 
It's best diffused by this date, yeah. but we don't know how long it actually can last. Canned food, well, you can eat it 100 years from now if you had to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and serve somebody a can that I found in the back of my, you know, like a company that doesn't make it anymore. Or, but it's, you know, it's really just to protect whoever's selling it. And especially Absolutely. then, I think they put earlier dates on it so you get rid of it so they sell more milk. And it says, to reduce consumer confusion and waste food, FSIS recommends, what does FSIS even stand for? Food safety? Um, I don't know. But it recommends <laughs> that food manufacturers and retailers that apply the product date using the best buy date. Research shows the phrase conveys to, consumer, to the consumer that the product will be the best in quality if used by the calendar date shown. No shit. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? There is a growing waste issue, and a lot of these people think, Food you know, safety and inspection service. Food safety and inspection <laughs> service. Okay. I got to say, we are using uh, these new headphones that Clem got. Uh, it's freaking me out because I have to take one of them off because it's totally cutting out all sound around me. I like them. Yeah. I yeah, they're pretty like awesome, them. but I can't really hear now, if I can get a pants just to drive in the car with Philomena, I'd be great. I think I have that plug in. I just put them on. Pretend I'm listening to something. I can nod my, pop my head back and forth a little bit. You know what? That's crashed your rear end. Now, we had a few celebrity deaths this in the last two weeks. Pretty yeah. sad. Mr. Alan Thick died. Yes. Isn't that a shame? Yep. Playing hockey with his son, and he dropped out of a heart attack. 69 years old. Yeah, he's playing hockey. Yeah. And uh, that was it. And uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor died yesterday. Do you remember uh, her from... Uh, Zsa Zsa No More. Yeah, Zsa Zsa No More. Dead, dead. <laughs> but you know the weird thing is I used to be in that Deadpool I'd love it every year We haven't been in it for like two years uh, And all these celebrities are dying And I have nothing to celebrate Because I'm not in the pool Wow It's like crazy so it's, Oh god get that picture off Some <laughs> lady shit of sweatpants <laughs> I'm looking at the very best photos of Walmart <laughs> And that made the number three uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, Alan Thick is a shame. He was just on. You watch that show, This Is Us? No, never heard of it. Good show. Good. It's on Tuesday nights. It's weird. It takes place in, like, the 70s and future. Mandy Moore's in it. She's, like, a mother in the 70s. She had triplets, but one of them died during birth. She adopted an uh, African-American boy that was born on the same day. And now it follows the three kids growing up and keeps going back to, like, while they're all screwed up and shit. But it's pretty cool. But Alan Thicke was on it. Because one of the brothers, one of the twins, this guy, the good-looking guy, was on, is an actor and was on a show called The Manny. Okay. During, like, on the show, it was a show called The Manny. And Alan Thicke was his uh, dad or something like that on it. So it's pretty cool. I'm waiting for my... Um... What do you call those people that follow the band around? The groupies? 
Yeah. What's that show on Showtime? Roadies. Oh, Roadies, yeah. I'm waiting for Roadies to come back. Yeah, on. that was a good show. One of my favorite shows. That, I'm, I'm actually coming to the end of a new, another season of Shameless. Yeah, I stayed away from this season because I want to sit down and binge watch it. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, the shit that goes down this season is great. It's unbelievable. Judge, do you know why I like this show? Just when you think there's nothing else left, they get and crazy there's nothing up. else that can top <laughs> it, it gets a whole other realm of insanity yeah. that goes on. Yep. The writers of the show are fucking brilliant. The characters on the show are probably some of the best acting on any show I've ever seen. They're all just great. Every one of them plays a great fucking role. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I want to get into... Before uh, Mike comes on. Okay, and we're going to do our... Uh, our food fight. For the top five. Top five. <laughs> top five. Big of the BB's top five. Yeah, because now Christmas is this freaking Sunday. I can't believe it. I know. It really snuck up. I got to get some shopping done. But uh, Christmas shop yet. Nah. I don't know. It's I just I don't feel the spirit of Christmas in the air. You know, I'm broke, and I'm like, ah, you know, like and then when something good happens, and then another bill, I'm like, ah, God, you know, and everyone's like, what do you want? I don't want anything because if, if I say I want a red top of pen, I know, it's beautiful, I know. I got <laughs> a nice know, red top of pen. Yeah. I ain't copper chef fan. Whatever. Yeah, from uh, Clem, I got a bottle of booze and some scratch offs. So he's going to get a New Year's gift for me. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel it. So it was warm for – the other day when it snowed, it was great. I kind of felt it. And then it got yeah. hot and everything melted. <laughs> yeah, I don't like hot Christmas. No. I'm dreaming of a hot Christmas. <laughs> so, uh – so we're gonna do top five is top five favorite favorite Christmas treats. Yeah, like what what reminds you of Christmas? I think we might have done this. I don't know, but uh, well, um, come on, Clem, hit me with some of yours. I'm going. I'm definitely gonna go with eggnog. Uh huh. Now I Love know it. This, this isn't a treat, but in my house it kind of was. What eggnog? No, the next one I'm gonna give you. Lobster tails are rigging on. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, Your father used to Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. And what we used to do was we would wake up in the morning. You know, we'd do it on Christmas Eve. And we always, my father had this strategy of putting out, we made linguine with lobster sauce. And we take all the claws and the knuckles and the arms off the lobsters. Put them in there and, put and, them and in hide the, the tails. <laughs> and we put them, no, we put them in the tomato sauce and we break them up and we make that over linguine. And then we come out with the tails afterwards. But he would make an extra pound of pasta and overfeed everybody pasta so that when the tails came out, like no that. one was really hungry. So even though everybody had two or three of them each, everybody only ate one and some people didn't even eat them. Right. So he would save them for the next morning. And we'd wake up in the morning and that was like our breakfast sheet. A couple of lobster tails, a regular and a glass of champagne for breakfast. And we did this ever since I'm a kid. Nice. Not a she I couldn't do lobsters, but I'm doing the U15 jumbo shrimp. 
I just went and bought four bags, 70 bucks, 75 bucks. Nice. Great deal. It was yeah. 10 pounds of fucking new 15. You know, not bad, especially around this time of year. Right. And I'm going to do super Reganade. And I'm going to put a half a pan away. At breakfast, I'm going to drink a glass of champagne and have my shrimp and rigging on. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Do you remember the slipper tail lobsters? Fantastic. Yeah, they don't have that lobster, real lobster taste to them. No, but, but they're, they're great. Good. Yeah. That reminds me of my buddy, and I just found out he just passed away, my buddy Bobby, Bobby Fish. I just found out he died. I was talking to the guy in the, the, um, the uh, Comas in each day, uh, the fish market. And I, you know, he had his store close where my buddy had his, and I asked him, yeah, I know Bobby, how's he doing? He said he passed away. But he used to push the slipper tails move. He used to give them to me. Really? What was his name, Bobby? I, I don't know his last name. Right? Uh, Fish? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be a show without Philomena's crumpling of fish but, uh, microphone. <laughs> but, um, woo! Yeah, Lumenia. Phil Lumenia. <laughs> That's it, Phil Lumenia. I like it. <laughs> But he, I, going back to the slipper tails, he always used to. I got and I, and when he used to say that to me, I think like, I don't want no fucking slipper tail. And he sent me over a bag of them one, the whole shitload of them. Yeah. And they were fantastic. It's like giant shrimp, kind of. Yeah. Giant freshwater shrimp, whatever it was. But they they were pretty good. But uh, yeah, I remember that. Like working at a restaurant, so always something weird. Would a guy would pop in the back trying to sell something. Yeah. That was like something else. Yeah. Yeah, I got Brazilian lobster tail. What the fuck is a Brazilian lobster tail? You know, it's like all like this weird shit, but Brazilian tail is actually very good. Yeah. Now, how about the guy with the orange ruffy? It's just like red snapper. (laughs) Or a yellow fish, whatever it's called. It's just like no, it's not just like snapper. Right. Well, it was because it was all those uh, you know, garbage fish that people would make up a name for. And a lot of those garbage fish are good fish. Tell you, I was, we were talking about this last show that the sea robins, some guy was making them down at uh, in Rhode Island or whatever it was, and I've been cooking with them and I love them. Sea robin too. Yeah, I just can't wait. So, uh, fishing, you know, because I'll go fluke and pay my fifty dollars for the trip and get like three hundred dollars worth of sea robins because no one wants them, so I just throw them in my cooler. You know, I still got. I think we gotta do one day when the weather gets nice in Bermuda. You and I gotta go fish on a boat. Yeah. Go fishing nice. Come back, maybe throw on a fucking grill and just. Yeah. You know. Just eat. I miss eating like that. That's good, fresh, healthy fucking. Right. So. Because you can grill eight, nine fish easily, little. You know what I'm saying? uh And you can eat as much as you want. You have to fold the bag because that's important. During the middle of a lot. After you're done crumbling the bag, me and all the cookies, let's take the bag and fold it. Fold right it really in front of the microphone. Right in front of the microphone. Because that's the first three times we told you not to pull the bag. Wasn't it? Do you remember the time Philomena got kicked out of the Masters tournament because she was eating celery yes. when Tiger Woods was in his yes. putt? Yes. <laughs> Trying to putt and go quiet. Yep. <laughs> I think it looks like a uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon in this place. It's great. <laughs> uh, all right. So my treats, the definitely eggnog. Like <laughs> but I keep coming back for more. I don't think I, I'm gonna give it. Let me eggnog, the lobster tail, 
the Christmas candies, the old-fashioned Christmas candies that we were just looking at. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's National Hard Candy Day. So. It's National Hard Candy Day. Yeah, the ones with the little wreath picture in the middle, the yeah. ribbon, and like it was all. Yeah. And, and usually I'm, I'm, you go to your grandmother's and you go to pick one up and they're all stuck together. And you got to bang them. I'm banging the container. Artichoke pie. My mom makes this artichoke pie. It's like a quiche almost, but it's in a crust. Artichokes, egg, grated cheese, pepperoni, mozzarella. Nice. You know, and say it was always like the treat. They always, they would either come out of the oven and she would hide it. We eat it hotter right now. She would hide it. We would eat it like later on, like on the down low before all the company nice. got there. She made it to an artichoke pie. Nice. You're not a big fan of the, uh, what is it, Panzanella or anything like that? Or the, yeah. Is that what it's called, Panzanella? That no. big, giant, Pans- um, dry cake? Panettone. Panettone, yeah. And so it's okay. I can, you know what it's good for? French toast. Yes. You have to moisten it. You got to moisten it. Yeah. Great for French toast. And it also is fantastic to dunk in your coffee. Yeah. It really is. You can do one piece of that and I'm golden. That's it. Right. Well, toast it and put a little butter on it. But it's, yeah. you can't just sit there and cut it and eat it no. by itself. I have one like... piece like that. I enjoy a couple of bites of it like that. But that's it. But I, I like to dip it in the coffee. Make the best French toast bread, I think, in the world. You make that, it's, it's fucking yeah. good. You cut a little hole in it, put a banana in there. You know? What banana are you putting in the hole? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? You Again, you didn't say struffle either. You didn't even look down towards my crotch area when you said that. I just felt a little violated yeah. right there. I felt like a piece of meat. <laughs> you said, what banana you put in that hole? As you're staring at my crotch. What the fuck is that all about? Why am I saying definitely it's something... <laughs> Something's not right with this kid lately. I probably have a tumor or something like that. All his references are going back to like the 80s and uh, 90s. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Mary's getting so pissed that I just watched that buzzer station on like 489 or something. I watched Match Game and Family Feud with Richard Dawson all day. Why? I don't know. I'm just obsessed that that's when life is great. When the celebrities were sitting there drunk, having a good time, getting paid to just to get loaded and chain smoke and write fucking weird questions, weird answers on a on a car, yeah. you know. Like, I binge watch stuff too. Like I binge watch the entire American Pickens fucking yeah. Not even. But now it's getting every time I flick on it, seen every episode five six times. Yeah. So it's tough. But uh, yeah, Sunday nights I watch Flea Market Flip. Ooh, what's flea market flip? It's um the chick from the Today Show, the blonde. What's what's uh, Lara McCoy? Uh, Laura, uh, shit, I forgot her name. But it's two teams. They okay. go to a flea market. They have five hundred bucks to I got spend, it. and then they have to read. They have three different things to do. So you know, re- do something industrial and. Uh, Lara Flynn Boyle, Lara something, Lara. What's her name? I don't know, but she's kind of hot. Yeah, she's cute. Um, what is the. What Lara Flynn Boyle? No, no, that's an actress, but her name is. Here we go. Scroll down. Lara Spencer. Lara Spencer. She's on the Today Show, and, you know. 
show was on like Rachel Ray redoing stuff. It's a great show, and it's on Sunday nights all night, so I watch it. Yeah, but back to my treats. It's ba- it's basic. Sugar homemade sugar cookies, you know, with all the sprinkles on yeah, it yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I like the Fefanufas. I talked about them once before. It's like a German licorice flavored. It's a little licorice flavored cookie with tons of powdered sugar. (laughs) It's far from from cookie. (laughs) I love eggnog, candy canes, and uh, Carvel makes that vanilla ice cream with the toasted coconut cups with the plastic holly on the top. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's coconut or some kind of crushed, like, crumbs. But you ever see them? They're like little cups in a red cupcake cup thing. And they have the plastic toothpick with the holly on it stuck in it. It's a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's the, the best, best time of the year. year. All right, I gotta go Say hello, the friends you know. All right, so... um. We actually, it was a good time, and I think we have our guest calling in right now. So, um, you know, just hang on there, my man. We are going to do some radio drops, and we'll be right back. This is uh, Chef Noel, Corner Ninja. You're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Here is Klaus Konstner, Chef at Grillstone Scotch Plain. You are listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Peavy. You will be back. This is Steve Sharper of Chewing the Fat with Big and Peavy. Tommy Cash from the Kettle Black and Bay Ridge, Cobra Tacos, and the Lockyard Beer Garden. You're listening to my boys, Big and Beefy. What's up, everybody? This is John Sir from White Cloud Catering and soon-to-be Fired Up Chefs. You're here with Big and Beefy. Hey, this is family chef Vince Leone, and you're listening to Chewing the Fat with Big and Beefy. Hey, I'm Ralph Pagano. Uh, you know, number one, you know, of all the media that I've ever done, whether it be uh, Regis and Kelly, Good Morning America, uh, radio, TV, I have never been as privileged as to be on the Big and Beefy Show. All right, and we are back, and uh, we're going to pick up for our man Mike. Hold on. What's up there, Mikey? You're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. What's up, guys? I'm ready to chew some fat. Let's do this. How's it going? Yeah, my man. What is going on? I, I just plugged Chilling. in, Clement. I pulled yeah, it out. I still don't hear it. Okay, hold, hold on there, Mike. A little technical. Di- all right. You're right. not going to hear it. There he is. I'm used hear. to technical <laughs> difficulties. Oh, yeah. So uh, like let me introduce you, Mike. What's we got up? my buddy uh, Clemenza Caserta sitting right next to me from Hell's Kitchen and Cutthroat Kitchen. And I was yo, just yo. telling him a little doing? about you. I told him the show that you were on, but we won't say it, you know, due to contractual stuff because they always try to get you. But, uh, yeah, met, I met Mike on Facebook last night through a friend of mine, Matt, and we were bullshitting. And I, I didn't even know before I talked to him, I was talking to the guy, Matt, and I turned on Food Network, and there was his show that he was on. Yeah, 
And then we'll talk back and forth. Guy did a great job. And, you know, we're going to call it Friars vs. Liars because you can't really mention the show. (laughs) But, (laughs) and uh, my man Mike won. And it was uh, pretty cool because the guy's a liar. He is a guy. Yeah, such a bullshit. Only a yeah. name, only a name. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mike, so you're a, uh, you're a, uh, a power washer and window washing company owner, right? And then you got into yeah, the yeah. show, cooked, and then you, you won it. yourself 15 grand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm nice. a home cook, a food blogger, you know. I'm awesome, cooking for like awesome. 10 years. Now, how did you get... Uh, called for that show. Um, well, I just did so an application, you know. Yeah, there was a bunch oh, of stuff right. that went to it. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but no, no, yeah, no, you no. know, there was a couple of loopholes, some things that right. uh, you know, right. you, you you go online, you apply, you you cook, then then they they cast you or whatever. Right. Pretty cool though. Yeah, and that's all it takes. You you get noticed on one or two of those things, and then. You know, as long as you're easy to work with, they'll just keep calling you. That sounds so, good to uh, me. I like to be easy to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, like, I didn't know that you were a, a, a liar on the show, really, because you really looked like you knew what you were doing. I mean, this guy. Yeah, made, yeah, I tried it. Yeah, the, the disco fry him, uh, beer battered hamburger bun was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know, great, like, man. That's it's, a, it's yeah. like an avenue for different things, though. The burger is just the beginning. Last right. night I made it. I threw Sloppy Joe's on it, off the hook. Nice. Crazy. Blows the burger away. You can oh, yeah. Chili cheesesteak on there, meatball parm, BLT, whatever you want. It's a sandwich. Right. But, I mean, to, to think on you, you know, to think quick like that, you had the judges fooled that you were a pro. Yeah, man. You got to so, think on your feet quick. Yeah. Tell so me about it, chaos. you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, Clem and myself have been on a ton of shows, so we're expected to know what to do. You know, we've been working in kitchens for 25, 30 years and stuff like that. And, you know, to have somebody that doesn't really do it to work in a kitchen like that under the pressure of all the cameras and everything, you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, are you in the works of, do you have the bug now? Do you want to get on more shows? Yeah, I definitely do. I'd love to have my own thing going on. I love my own show. I'm working nice. on something on my uh, on the side here for myself. Uh, Hungry in the Hudson Valley, I'm calling it. I'm gonna try nice. to do some uh, some home cooking stuff. Maybe visit some places in the Hudson Valley, get some ingredients, come back to my house and cook them. Make like a YouTube channel. Ah, nice, you nice. know. You know what? Because that's you know, Club and myself constantly talk about how. After we've been trying for years, that's the way to go because you can control your own. What yeah, you can do what you want, you yeah, say you what, you what you want, want right? You know, there's no you other edit it how you want. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's a surprise. Exactly. And yeah, you yeah. put it up on your YouTube, and then it's like yours. It's your baby. You know, some gotcha. of these, some of these poor people like get a show and everything else, and then you never see them again because they run the contract for years, and you know, it's like, you know, if the show, if the the, the the producers don't like the show, or whatever. It's just a pain in the ass. And we've seen, we have some people on the show that do their own shows that are fantastic. Absolutely. That guy from up by Tina Lewis, uh, 
he he does that. He does that one show. He wants us to go up there and he visits all all the places. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, uh, has a little throw down with them. And, but yeah, that's the thing. It's it's the way to go. If somebody outlets yeah, yeah, them, because yeah, yeah. when I started, you know, it had to be about ten years ago trying to do the TV thing. Even before that, there was it wasn't as easy to do it on YouTube and. No, even the yeah. There's a lot more resources now out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's video. Yeah. yeah YouTube. Uh, yeah. And even like yeah, stuff make, like uh, this on podcasts is great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I make then, like uh, uh, time lapse videos too. I post them on my uh, my uh, my Facebook, you know, uh-huh. my uh, my Hungry in the Hudson Valley Facebook page. Just some of the recipes I come up with. They're just up there, you know, nice, nice. and quick, so people could see. Right, and it's fun doing it, and then you have something to yeah. show other people. Like, so you do go for another show. At least you can give a bunch of links to all the other stuff you do, and then they know who you are. I'd love to do a food truck with my uh, with my um, the, the the bun, you know, the cheese fried bun. That would <laughs> be have great. A bunch of different uh, sandwiches on there. Yeah, I think it would be a hit. Oh hell yeah! Go park by some college on have... Friday nights and Saturday nights. <laughs> Wait for him oh, yeah. out of the bar. Yep. His sloppy yeah, joe's on a cheese yep. fried bun. Hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I started a food truck uh, in, in August. And it's not easy, I, but it is easy. It's I weird. It's, like, it's hard, but if you do one big event where there's thousands of people, you just sit there and you giggle about how how they'll buy this stuff. You know, yeah. when you have a restaurant, it's so hard to make money. But here you are on the back of a truck, and it's just, I don't know, you get more... Uh, it's more fun to do it while for truck. Well, it's free. You interact yeah, gotcha. with people. You're in that atmosphere. You're in that whole right. festival, carnival plus, atmosphere. Yeah. You do what you want. Yeah, plus, you're, you're working for yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And plus, you don't all that cash is going in your pocket. <laughs> right. Well, cash is cake. <laughs> you see all that cash piling up, you're like, holy shit. This is great. <laughs> and the trucks are small, so you can't hire 100 people to be on it. You don't gotta owe that yeah, much. Yeah, you just need one dude or some one person. So uh, we did our top five just before, and it was top five uh, like Christmas treats. Do you have like a top five of stuff uh, around Christmas that uh, you know hopefully do uh, during the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could think of some stuff right off the top of my head. I think of struffula. I'm from an Italian family, and every year you have struffula. You know the yeah. little honey balls with the. Uh, Little dough balls and you soak them in honey yep. and put sprinkles on them. Yeah, that's Christmas to me right there. That was Philomena's thing. Philomena loves that. Yeah. My mother yeah. just made them actually. Yeah, they're Stupid. the best. Yeah, they do like whatever the I have. I go right back to the table when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Making them with my mother. I like when it gets down to the bottom. You got all the sprinkles and the honey at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the other ones. See, I cheat. I just take the. The honey jar out of the out of the cabinet and start soaking them as I'm eating them. Get honey right. down your hands like and stuff. <laughs> That's even yep. better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yep. I was watching a lot of videos of people taping their like mothers and grandmothers making the struffalo like on Facebook and stuff. And they're like, oh. Yeah. And they would beat like the old ladies are like, I guess when the cameras on, they were just panicking. So they're like, ah. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'll never do this yeah. again. But uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, not too many yeah. people make them as much anymore, man. It's disappointing. All the old world stuff, the old, old, you know, old all the old timers are gone. And, and like, 
There's new generation. It's too late. Yeah, the new generation it. wants to see if Amazon sells it so they can get it delivered without making it. What if Amazon does <laughs> <it? laughs> That's a good question. We're going to go on Amazon right now. I guarantee yeah, you. I want to pass the traditions on, though. You know, you got to keep that stuff going. I'm giving that to exactly. my kids. Exactly. Right. Well, you're, you you're starting to. to see that nowadays. The people are, like, uh, bringing back a lot of the old ways of doing things. and trying to. Strufala? S T R U F F A L A? Strufala? Oh, my. Stop, stop. S T R U. I think so. You're the, you're so, the Italian. So, uh, spell Dell. That's the next Christmas treat. <laughs> spell oh, Spriadel. I used to know, used to know how to spell Spriadel. <laughs> it was like P S H U, some kind of weird shit. Uh, I, I don't even know how to spell it. It's spelled Spogliatelli. <laughs> it doesn't even look right. The first time I saw it, I was like, that's how you say Spriadel? That's how you spell it? I was like, okay. Truthfully. Honey they have them. <laughs> yeah. Italian honey balls, Strufli. <laughs> you can buy Strufli on Amazon. Oh, no way. I wouldn't buy them on Amazon. And why there that? you go. That's why I know it makes pounds of Ferrara Italian Strufli baked in New York City from La Bella Ferrara. Only $88. Yeah, only 88 Are they prime? Uh, see, are they prime, though? Are they going to come in time? Yeah. <laughs> no, I got Prime too, so and I'm right before Christmas. No, hey, they got they got it now. They did their their first 15 minute delivery with their little drones now. Maybe you can get Struffle in 10 minutes while we're on the phone. Yeah, imagine that. What, I love that. Amazon. Amazon is high rate robbery. <laughs> yeah, but not if you get it delivered in 15 minutes by a drone. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, they did their first one like that. If you really want Scrooge, I'll I'll make them for you. Hey, yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, Scrooge you know. <laughs> Your phone just said, "What the fuck?" It said, "Sweetie Bell." Scrooge <laughs> you know pastry. Did your did your mom, <laughs> mom or grandmother make um fig cookies for the holidays when you were younger? Who are you talking to? What cookies? Mike. Yeah, Mike. Fig cookies. Fig? Fig cookies. Fig cookies. Just, no, I, don't, I, I just, might have. I don't remember them, though. We used to call them a miscate. The thumbprints? The one with the, the, thumb, the thumb in them? No. It, there were figs in them and walnuts and chestnuts and uh, the cooked wine. I was raised on pinoles and struffula. <laughs> that's that too. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, no, I don't, I don't know the big one. Maybe I'm, uh, I could be a little older than him too. Yeah, I think they made those on Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, she had the cookie. She was getting hurt on that episode. Oh, there's something wrong with her. Yeah, but yeah, you know what it is with, with, with everything, man. I, I look at Christmas again. You sit down and. Years ago, there's 20, 30 people. Now you're lucky you're 5, 10 people. Like, even me, I hate to say it, but I'm not even making a lasagna this year. I got two frozen trays of it. And the only reason why you're I'm a doing beast. It, my buddy, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Here's why I'm doing it. My buddy makes it for a couple of stores, and he makes it pretty much the same way I make it. Now, granted, it's been frozen. 
But oh, I mean, all right. I thought you were talking about like Stouffer's or something. No, no, no. Stouffer's not. This is with sandwich <laughs> and tomatoes. All right, all right. Italian you can fly now. We've yeah. had that before. Well, that's that's you had, yeah, the yeah, that that was the eggplant. It was great, right? Yeah. Guy does eggplant palm. He's got him in Restaurant Depot. It's the Elena's brand. And I got to tell you, I'll take this frozen tray eggplant palm that he makes, and I'll put it up against 80% of all America's eggplant palm. Nice. And it's that good. Because most people, problem is most people can't make sauce. First of all, oregano people does not go on modernized sauce. It just does not go. Okay, basil is the only herb in there. Yeah, that's Second pizza sauce just, with the oregano. Yeah, exactly. And just because you're putting a shit ton of garlic in something doesn't make it good or Italian. So fucking uh, stop and get over it. You know, get yourself. Yeah, a good what about tomato. meatballs though? With uh, with dried parsley and dried garlic and powdered garlic, I can't. I hate that. Put put the fresh stuff in there. You I know? do yeah, that's parsley. What moist, actually. I do put fresh garlic, but I do put granulated onion in my meatballs. All right, you know what you can do. What, what is it? You don't like the um? Do you not like the onion in the sauce? Is that why? I don't like the onion. Like what the chunks of the onion. Check this out. Here's what you can do to sub that. You um. I, I cut an onion a friend in of mine, Dan. Yeah, and throw the whole thing in. Yep, throw the whole thing in. I brown the onion, and I pull the onion out at the end. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how I do it too. My friend Dan told yep. me. that. Nice. Because the chopped up onion don't belong. Yeah, yeah, you have big chunks in there, onion and everything. But there's like certain rules in, in Italian. Like they would shoot you in Italy if you did that. You get assassinated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it holds the same crime as like cursing out the Pope or something. People get real crazy about that shit. And up until only recently, the whole cheese with seafood thing. I remember putting. Look, I kind of agree with that to a point. What I like. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little half half with that too. I mean, shrimp parm is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. And I like grated cheese on my linguine clam sauce. Yep. Even like yeah, a yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bread crumb on top. Yeah. And you put a little yeah, there you on go. it up. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So sure, I'm making shrimp, I'm making shrimp oregano. But when I used to put grated cheese on my linguine clam, my grandfather used to get fucking angry. And I'm like, I don't care. I like it. It tastes a lot better with it. Yeah, some of the old school people there, they are crazy about it. And I, I, I was thinking about the other day. I was watching TV and I was like, yeah. what's the problem? Some of it's good. It works sometimes. Now, the crazy thing was, I was watching, I think it was an old show at Rocco de Spirito, and he was in Italy, and they were stuffing fresh galamad right out the water with fresh handmade mozzarella. And I was like, how disgusting can that be? They were doing it in Italy. I'm sorry. First of all, the two textures right there are going to freak you out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with that. What, what did they do with it after they stuffed it? I don't know. I couldn't even watch it. They changed the fucking channel. I got really angry. And this <laughs> it probably was fucking delicious. <laughs> it might have been. Now, I can see that I do shaved privolone over my galamad. I do a fried galamad and a cherry pepper mm-hmm. sauce with shaved privolone. Yep. All right. And I throw it on a piece of Italian bread. And bar none, it's the best fucking sandwich you'll ever eat. I'll eat that. Sounds good. But... I can't see the mozzarella. I can see the mozzarella on the shrimp. Shrimp palm, like you said, is a good thing. I think the thing that freaks me out is that they're stuffing it in fresh ones right out of the water, you said, right? That's, yeah, that it was is fucking freaky. weird. I don't know if they were going to... That's weird. I wish you would have watched it to the end. <laughs> I, could, I, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I just got fucked I up. I don't know like. what they did. I'm a little curious <laughs> now, too. I, I did. I was all fucked up about this. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, And it's... I can see getting creative. Like, even mac and cheese. I like lobster mac and cheese. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with some mac and cheese, man? And it was funny. I did that about 15 years ago before it was really ever popular. And everybody looked at me and thought I was insane. Oh, you can't put fish and cheese, lobster with American cheese, mac and cheese. And when I did it, I sold the fuck out of it. Look at uh, um, Lee's Tavern's clam pie. Yeah. Not even Lee's. Roadhouse started that years ago. Which, by the way, and I, again, I don't like to diss anybody, but the most horrible fucking pizza you'll ever eat in your life. Years ago, they were great. One of the best clam pies I ever ate in my life was at the Roadhouse years ago. Yep. Had it about four months ago. Beautiful place. I'm sure some of their other food was good, but their clam pie was terrible, and their sausage pie was absolutely fucking It goes gross. to my theory. When you have a dog I think, with yeah. a cool bar and, like, beat-up tables in an old place and you're killing it, do not add on to the place and try to have a catering hall and build it up. There was so much better when they were a hole in the wall. Yeah. They made millions of dollars. The place is fucking dropped in gorgeous now. Yeah. But the, the pizza, I would... I, I, but it's almost like you don't even want to go order pizza there. No, I would never go back there again. No. Never go back there ever again. It Please. was that bad. But that's my thing. When a place kills it, once you see that they expanded yeah. and went bigger, they're never the same. Now, Mike, where, where do you live? Where, where exactly do you live? I'm in Brewster, New York. It's in the Hudson Valley. It's in New York. Upstate. Upstate. So you anywhere near like Monticello or Fallsburg? Yeah, that's across the river, but um just like I'm like the sixty minutes in the city. Okay. On the uh the east side of the river. Now how's the food up there? Now I mean I granted it's still New York, but I know upstate in that area doesn't really have a lot of good Italian food. Yeah, there's there's a couple of spots. There's a spot up in uh in Wappinger's, the Romoff's area. They're really good. There was a place called Il Barolotto on Main Street and Fishkill. They were really good. But, yeah, there's 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 a lot of red sauce places, you know, nothing too creative out of the box. There's some decent Right, it has though. on the menu Parmesan, shrimp, chicken, veal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it has marsala, chicken, shrimp, yeah. veal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the chicken wings and everything fried in the first section in the apps. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy comes out, hello, my name is Vito. Please, please yeah, to you. There's a good place oh actually up God, the street for me. So, <laughs> there's a good place like a, like a mile from my house, Avizano's. They got some good stuff on there. They got some now, duck meatballs and all sorts of stuff. With, like, with the super sods and the primolones and the... That we do have. That we definitely have. You know, you really? Have deli. There's a lot of people from the Bronx up here. That, yeah, they make fresh mozzarella. Oh, nice. Okay. Sausages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we're not strangers to that. All right. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, stuff. I grew up on I that stuff. I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to dry my own sausage and start making I mean, I dry my sausage twice a day when I get out of the shower. But I like to, you know. I try. I, 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 I started yeah. getting into doing it. I, I I actually have a duck prosciutto hanging in my shop. Yeah, I started like a, a week and a half ago. Nice. You know, oh, I did, I did, I did like my own super sausage. I like a guy that has a duck uh-huh. prosciutto hanging in his shop. I said, how do you not like a guy that has a duck prosciutto hanging up in his shop? Yeah. Check this awesome. out. You want to laugh? The first time I made um, bacon, I made like a eight-pound slab. I had nowhere to hang it, and I needed to stay cool overnight, so I hung it from my rearview mirror in my truck. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man's yeah. air freshener. That's a man air freshener right there. Nice and mobile. That's straight up redneck right there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was now, if, if you would have put some duct tape around it, I would have really been impressed. 
<laughs> yeah, I tried making well, Supersod once. I hung it. It got all tore up. It was all soft inside. It scared me when I opened it, so I threw it out. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you got to do a lot of research before, because I've been looking up to mm-hmm. do uh, brujutes. And yeah, pretty sure. Really the whole muscle. Tailed, but you need, like, they say get a refrigerator just for that and turn it on, like, 48 degrees, and you can hang them in there forever and, and you know. Yeah, you got to have the humidity, right? That's the key. That's my problem right, right now. I got a fridge in my shop. I want to, I dry aged beef in my shop, too. But you got to have the right humidity, you know, right. the right temperature and all that. The whole muscles, though, whole muscles, you don't need to use cure. You could do it with salt. But when, once oh, you start right. grinding up meat, you got to use cure. Cure number two if right. you're hanging for a long time. Cure number one if you're cooking it. Right, right. But because I watch some of these fucking shows, like uh, these survivalist guys, and they're killing a wild boar, salting it, and hanging it up in their hut with flies all over it, and then they eat it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought they grilled you. That's how they did it in the old days, but, uh, you know, it's just yeah. crazy. I used to work with this African chef, guy Seydu Bumba. And in the basement, the first day I went down there, I walk in, there's ducks everywhere with salt and just dripping fat into, like, these pails and flies. I'm like, dude, like, you can't be doing this. Like, what the fuck is this? But then, you know, it had. he said, he goes, it's the only place I found with the right humidity, the right temperature where the easels stay. I mean, don't get wrong, the ones that I can fly into. Right. But you know what I'm saying. I was like... Did he have, like, a out, giant... But- like uh, cauldron in the back with like a couple of missionaries. <laughs> nice. But I would love. I would really love to start. I, that's one of my one of my favorite things to eat is the super sod and the, you know the dried cured meats. There's an album. I love gabagool. That's my favorite. I think. Oh, dude, gabagool. yeah, spicy gabagool. Forget about it. Yeah, like a nice fatty one. Well, remember yeah. our, uh, our guest, uh, Chef Mike, the guy that brought us all that grass-fed bacon and stuff? Yeah, yeah. He's opening up a grass-fed butcher shop out in Travis, like all organic meats and stuff like that. And he's going to do all uh-huh. his own, making his own cold cuts, charcuterie, all that, all sausages, dried, prosciutto, and all that stuff. Nice. So we'll have to go there and hang out, you know? And maybe, yeah, that's, you know. that's what I want to do. Yeah, I'll gain, yeah I'll I would love to have a 40, smoke shop. That would be cool. I'll gain another 40 oh, yeah. pounds and spend $4,000 before I leave. I'm telling you, this guy makes his own hot dogs that were incredible. Oh, dude, that's my He favorite. has a bowl yeah. chop already. Like, ah, unbelievable. See, that stuff takes it, It's an art. It's, it really is a talent. It's an art. You know, it's not that it's hard to do, but it's one of those things where you have to have the knack to do it. Yeah. Because it's all about yeah. the timing and and the right temperature, and you got to know the look and the feel and the smell. Uh-huh. The things you can even do by smell. Like, the things I smell, I know it's right. right. And the you know feel. I mean? Like, I, I love when people go, oh, is this chicken bad? I can just touch it yeah. and tell you that it's still good to go. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't have that, like, sticky yeah, side, exactly. if it's, I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. Exactly. Funny, Tina just messaged me saying, Rob, such a great guest. She goes, she's laughing because he says he's in Brewster, which is upstate. She goes, she considers Bruce the part of, like, New York City because she's in way upstate. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it is close to the city, but <laughs> That's great. All right, well, let's pick up, I believe, Annette's on the line. Hey, Annette, what's up? You're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. 
Hey, you beefy Italian kind of people. You're making me hungry, damn it. It's almost How about bedtime. Italian? Stop it. Knock it off. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? Absolutely. How you doing? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what. You were talking about Christmas treats, and I have to say the eggnog and everything's great. You know those little Brock's candies? They're, they're, they got a nougat little Christmas tree in the center of them. They're soft um, and chewy. Wait, anyway, what is it again? Say that again. Brock's Same makes again. these little little Christmas candies. They're round white candies. Like they got little uh, green and red stripes painted on the side, and they got a little Christmas tree in the center. Yes, and yes, they are yes, so yes. good. Those are my favorite Christmas candies. I know exactly in the whole what world. you're talking about. How about yep. I was saying before the Andes mints? The Andes candies? Do you ever make I like uh, brownies with those? Ooh. Oh, what about evil. the After H? You ever have those ones? After H? They those I tried, like the, They're those little thin guys. Yeah. Yeah, they have like that long box with the like wax paper. Yeah, with the clock on like it. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 the clock absolutely. on the front. I used to sit there and eat like half the box. <laughs> and those and those little chocolate uh, after dinner sticks. Yeah. They're weird. They, they come in a little box and they and they're, they just look like little sticks and they're chocolate and they're really good. Is All that right, the one I'm with the hungry. wafer and the chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Is it like is it like wafer and chocolate like on the inside? No. I don't remember that. I just remember like them being. Fat, it's been a long time since I had them. I don't think they were wafer inside. I think they were they were just little chocolate sticks. And I, of course, uh, I could be wrong, but and I frequently am. So don't believe the word I say. But yeah, no, this was really cool. And by the way, happy Happy New Year's and Merry Christmas to you guys. Yeah, all Merry Christmas. The most to you. Yeah. Merry Christmas. That's pretty cool. Now, while we have everybody on also, I want to get into the, well, once I find the... uh, Well, we were talking about putting up Christmas trees earlier. Right. I didn't put one up this year. I have a fake one up in my attic. It's too much work for me to put it up and then take it. Because years ago, I had it up all year round and decorated for every holiday. (laughs) My girlfriend told me, Mary told me to take that stupid thing down. Alcoholics leave their shit up all year round. <laughs> so <laughs> I took it down. I've never put putting it back up because it's a pain, you know. So we put up a, in her house. We went and got a, 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 a fresh tree, you know, a real tree. And I, we put it up in the house, and she's all happy. She's got a whole house decorated, and mine, I look like a... Like, an, uh, what do you call that person that doesn't believe in anything? I don't even know. Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, well, Scrooge. What is it? I don't know. So maybe, I don't know. I, I do love Christmas, though, but I just, it sneaks up. It hits me in the face right around Halloween, and then I lose the taste for it when it's 60 degrees in December. So, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna clue you, Rob. I've got a 2017 calendar sitting here, and Christmas is clearly marked. So you've got more than a 365 day heads up on it. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Am I gonna go get school supplies for kids in September and trip over <laughs> trip over in CVS? And that CVS kills it for me. They really kill it for me. It just gets too much now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going you know what? I think, I think you should put your tree yeah. up all year. I think you should leave your tree up all year. I think that should have been your question. Up all year or only put it up for a week? Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I think it should be up all year. I had all different put colors. Put it on right. wheels and roll into a closet. How's that? Yeah, well, on uh, Patty's Day, I turned the green lights on. I had shamrocks all over it. Then I had red, white, and blue lights for 4th of July with flags all over it. Valentine's Day, I just plugged in the red lights. It was pretty, and it, it really made laying on the couch enjoyable because it was like that Christmas feeling <laughs> year-round. Sure. And in the summer, the AC was blaring, so it felt like it was winter. It's good stuff. Well, well my sister leaves my sister leaves a little Christmas tree up all year and just changes the decorations. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's cool. You're in good company. All right, so we're gonna do a food fight: real tree versus fake tree. It's not it's nothing to do with food, but you know, hold on. It's time for Big and Beefy's food fight. So uh, I'm going to go fake tree. Wow, okay. I, I like it because, you know, and especially, you know who loves the real trees? Like Mary's father fights to stay, keep these two trees in his house, like outside his house, alive. Won't sell his house because someone will cut the trees down, and then they love real trees. Like, if you're going to save a tree, why are you going to kill a tree? Just get fake ones. Yeah. 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 But I like the fake one because... I like the real tree, but nobody wants to clean up the real tree. The fake ones, you just zip back up right in the friggin' bag. They got ones now that actually zip down, and the bag becomes the skirt to the bottom of the tree because it's red. And then you zip it around the bottom, and then when you're done, you push the tree down and zip it up, and it goes right into the bag. Yeah. See, but they got the same thing for the for the real tree now. You throw the bag over it so you don't get the needles everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but the bag never works. I put one in yesterday, and then we were trying to screw in the metal spikes. All right. And it, it ripped up the bag. It was just a pain in the ass. That's why you buy a, a little <laughs> spike, little, what the is Charlie it? Brown tree. The little Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. The Hanukkah bush. No, really. <laughs> I bought a, a tree for $25. A real tree, and it comes with a red stand. Yeah, it's cute. It's a little Charlie, Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. And it lifts off the top, so I can put an angel on it. it looks beautiful. I'm just gonna get a poster of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> they still sell posters. I gotta go to Spencer Gifts and get like a, a Christmas tree poster. Or like well, now it's modern posters. technology, so maybe you can get like a hologram tree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got the they got this thing you stick at the top of the tree now that shoots the lights down that that it looks like there's lights on the end of the branches, like that star yeah. shower thing you've been seeing on people's houses. Yeah, kind of cool actually. Those things are awesome. Yeah, it is. I have one in my room. <laughs> yeah, he does. I do. I have one in my room. <laughs> I have a Charlie Brown tree in my room. I have that in my room, and a couple of giant candy canes on the window. Nice. And I just hang out and smoke. So what are you going and... for? You going fake or I'm real? I'm going. I'm going fake. All right, Filipina? Real. All right, Mike, what do you got? I'm going for a real tree. All right. And that? Fake. Yeah. All right. 
Tina, she said fake tree. Now I'm going to go down the list on my Facebook here. We got seriously a real one. Real tree inside, outside, fake tree inside. That makes sense. Fake with iPhone app enabled lights. Nice. All right. We're really getting lazy, people. Uh, my cousin Stevie Wood put real boobs versus fake boobs. That's <laughs> oh, about right. Uh, real can't smoke. Fake you can. So we're going fake on that one. I don't know what that means. Are you talking about marijuana? Yeah. Real time tree all the time. We got fake. Well, I don't know, didn't think there was going to be this many fake. Great. Ah, my uh, my buddy Joy from my season of Food Network Star has four fake and one real. Just four fake trees. <laughs> Must be nice having a house like that. Okay. One, two, three, four, and one real. Uh, we got another fake all the way. I got fake. Real outside. Real. Christmas versus processed. Real all the way. White tree and real boobs. <laughs> oh, those white trees with the blue balls on them. Uh, I hate blue balls. That <laughs> <laughs> right, Mike, our buddy Matt says real for real. He likes the real nice. ones. Thumbs up, Matt. Good yeah. looking. Jill Woodford Taylor with the fake. We got fake. I bought mine nine years ago, 375 bucks at Sears. Light still works, still holding up. Nice, Evelyn. All right. Fake, another. Oh, fake one. We got one real. I don't think it would be this close. Huh? I don't think it would be this close. I thought fake was going to get killed, but fake, uh, real tree. Mary says. You love my real trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I know, that sounded dirty, Mary. Yeah, you know it was. Fake was safer. And we got a gotta be fake. And Tina, fake. So right now we're at 5, 10, 15, 22 fake to 10 real. Well, I think the thing with the real trees, everybody's a little afraid with the lights. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You got to keep it wanted. Constantly, because especially with the heat on in the house, it dries that shit out. You got to keep keep watering it. But there was a guy on. Did you see the guy on Shark Tank that started the business of renting Christmas trees, real trees? He had this tree he farm. Christmas tree. He had a tree farm, and he had them in pots. And he, you know, as they get bigger, he puts them in bigger pots. You pay whatever it is, 60 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is, a week. He delivers it to your house. You decorate it and do all that stuff, keep it watered. And then when you're done, he comes and picks it up and he puts it back in the ground. Why? Because he's just rinsing them. He's getting the same trees back. (laughs) That makes no sense to me. Instead of throwing out your tree and you have to do it all, someone comes by, puts it up, and then they come in a few weeks later, pick it up, and take it out. Go Why not do the same service except throw the tree out? Because the guy's saving trees, saving lives. <laughs> he was some hippie guy. So instead of killing the trees, he's keeping the trees. 
and making yeah. a ton of fucking money off it. And he's putting all all the guys that work for him are war veterans. War veterans, yes. And I know that. Yeah, because you saw it. You had to see it on Shark Tank. Yeah. Because they were like, what? You're renting trees? They didn't know how he did it. And then his business just blew up. So, I don't know. I just don't know, Clemmy. All right. All right, we got another real tree, another fake tree. Another fake tree. So, two fake and a real. All right. Sean Quinn. Where's ChefSeanQuinn.com? ChefSeanQuinn.com. I love my fake tree. Nice. Yeah, but we love his bacon jam, his yeah. real bacon jam. And the onion marmalade. Yes. I had some of that bacon jam recently. Oh, I'm speaking my language now. Uh, dude, bacon yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to go to chefshawnquinn.com and buy some of his. I don't even know if he still makes it, does he? Yeah. He does? Yeah, I think so. Well, he gave me a dry, made it. You got to check out the, the bacon jam and the onion marmalade. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm doing it. You should put this on fucking anything and it's going to taste delicious. Yeah, he one-chopped, right? He one-chopped. And now he was working in that place in Brooklyn for a long time. And now he's actually went into the uh, corporate world world of corporate corporate chef and loving it. He puts out some better food at the the corporate gig than he did at the steakhouse. Yeah. Because you got bigger spendings. Absolutely. It's great. So... All right, let's see what D.A. Bill Murphy's wife says. Fake and upside down. Oh, you got to love this lady. Look at that. How do you remember our old district attorney? Uh, look at that. No, but I'm starting to see a lot of upside down trees. And I don't know what that even means. But that's a third yeah, fourth upside, upside down tree. I don't know, but a I lot of people do an upside down tree. It might be something with the – it's a Christian thing, I believe, because the tree is really supposed to simulate the, the cross in some way, no? i got to look this up. Let's I see. don't think so. I mean, I go to church every Sunday. I don't know nothing about upside-down trees. <laughs> Here's a good one for the Christmas tree, seven-layer cookies. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Dr. Gastaldi over there. Mm. Yeah, Gastaldi. If anybody needs a good chiropractor, go see my boy Pete. I'll fix you up in a minute. Dr. Gustavi in the Clean Avenue. All right, here we go. The, All right, so we're looking up the, 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 the upside-down Christmas tree. Right. Um, uh, of all the upside-down Christmas tree... Doesn't really have uh, it's root back to the seventh century. It wasn't until a few years ago that I became aware of it in commercial sales. Uh, well, about one can buy an upside down Christmas tree for less than a hundred. All right, just give me the reason. Here we go. According to ChristianHistory.net, the upside down Christmas tree traces its history to Boniface, an English Benedictine monk who went to Germany to preach the gospel. Oh, come on with all these video things popping up. I don't know. Bonafacci is not Italian. I mean, it's not English. <laughs> Bonafacci is so far. Um, Bonafacci. Legend has it 
He used the triangular shape of the fir tree to describe the Holy Trinity of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The converted people began to revere the fir tree as God's tree as they had previously revered the oak. Words like salvation, blah, 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 the lives of those. No. So, um, the Old Testament, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that's why it's upside down. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. That it looks so deep into that, and and fucking Target has one. Like, All right, we got three more, four more, five more, real coming in, six more, seven more, seven more real, eight more real, and three more fake. Eight more real and three more fake. So we real caught up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And three more fake. One, two, three. All right. Close race here, people. Uh, um, yeah, it's, this is Middle Ages shit. Hanging fir trees upside down goes back to Middle Ages when Europeans did it to represent the Trinity. But now Christmas trees are shaped with the tip point in the heaven. And some think an upside down tree is disrespectful and sacrilegious. Ooh. So it is Christian <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with Santa Claus, <laughs> who was created by the Coca Cola industry. Um, Santa Claus is the man. Nah, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. All right, so let's do this. Since we're talking about Christmas, I know it's kind of cheesy, but one thing, just one thing, if you can have anything in the world for Christmas, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I don't want to be selfish. Because <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like a winning Powerball ticket. But it would have to be wrong with man. that. So what? I mean, you know, one thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it's getting to that time. <laughs> All right, let's see. How about you, Clem? What would you? Uh... I was gonna say a bajuto. <laughs> That's but funny. I, yo, I was thinking. <laughs> I was going to say a whole Pata Negra leg. I would want my Iberical pork. I'll sit there and eat the whole thing. I'll carry it over my shoulder like a bag all, everywhere I go. Oh, like leg. little bacon snacks. You know, like the doggies have the little bacon snacks? There should be like little human prosciutto snacks. Bacon strips. Yeah. Bacon! I would balk for one. They're starting to make those. They got, they, I see in the store, they got these, uh, they're string cheeses and they're wrapped up with prosciutto and super sod, and you, they're like they're like string cheeses, kind of like packaged like nice. that. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah, out I saw those. Stuff. That's from um, that's from. As a matter of fact, that cheese company uh, makes them. Sorrento. No, no, not Sorrento. The cheese Sargento? company. It's not. It's not either one of them. It's uh, fuck. It's up by you, that cheese company. It's upstate by Monticello, somewhere in between there. My friend, my sister's ex-husband. Runs the fucking cheese company, and they come with like little string cheeses and super sod in a pack. I've seen them all over the supermarket. It's um, I can't think of it. Grande. Can't think of the name of the company. What? Grande cheese? No, it's not it's Grande. Like, government cheese. The government cheese was <laughs> the fucking best American yeah. cheese ever was. Are you kidding me? Yeah, big block. Uh, it's not the one with the S, because I see that. No, like no, a... no. It's like uh. Upstate 
cheese makers. Uh, Figure Lakes cheese? No, it's like the the cheese. It's a very simple name, Phil. Jim. Jim's cheese. Bob's cheese. <laughs> From under. No, it's like the cheese. <laughs> I'm going to know. I'm gonna, just going to come to you when I'm driving home. Is it something at R? No, it's like the cheese company. It's something really simple. Uh, Would you like me to text this to America? No. So Google yeah. the uh, brisciutte wrap? Yeah. So that means you're going to text my sister and then ask What's the name of Chris? Text Camille. What's the name of Chris's cheese company? And we'll get back to you on that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, I think it's a uh, a great idea. Like they have them now. Cento craft. I'm gonna slap. No, it's not craft. <laughs> Cento or Cento, however you want to say it, makes it in a little pack with five round slices of provolone and five round slices of dried sausage, and they're great. I like the. Uh, I love brisciutte. Right. I love dried sausage, brisciutte, anywhere, but it's got to be sitting on the counter for a little while where it starts sweating a little bit. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, like, I like it, it when it's too soft. Nah. I don't yeah, like I it like when it's right out of the dry. fridge either. Yeah, it's got to be out for a second, but it can't be too soft. I don't like it when it's too soft either. Yeah. Now, you guys are the Spanish hams too or what? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Dominican hams. Black hams, <laughs> Chinese hams, <laughs> white hams, <laughs> ham hocks, <laughs> man hams. Whoa, hey, yo! No, but what is the Spanish version of brisciutto? It's speck. Well, there's they have um, just like the regular jamon or jamon, however they say, and then the the offscale jamon. stuff is pata negra. It's the I, I, yeah. iberical pork, the black hoof. That stuff's crazy. It's like seventy dollars yeah. a pound, but it's off the hook. The Asia for like three years. It's very popular. I believe it's spec, like S P E C. Spec is is um, spec. I thought it's German, no? Isn't it? What are the? Or is they, I know there's a German version of it. It, it might be a, actually might Italian. Be Italian. Yeah, I think everyone has their own little thing of it. I know there's a yeah. German spot up on my town that has spec, their own spec. I hear it. Spec is is a meaning for fat or blubber. That's why that girl kept Blubber. calling me Speck the other night. <laughs> she called me Speck. She kept saying, hey, Speck. I was like, I'm Italian. <laughs> Speck is an English word meaning fat or blubber in the 17th century. This also exists in German with the same meaning, but normally refers to pork fat without the meat. In Italy, parts of the English-speaking country, the word Speck refers to Italian Speck, a type of prosciutto. So it is Italian. Lardo. Yeah, she kept calling me Lardo that, too. Just fat, <laughs> I'm just saying my name is Clemenza. Lardo ass. <laughs> you got to slice that stuff then, the Lardone. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the, uh, I've been to a few events where they have, like, the special, like, rack for it where they slice it down. But it's like like a giant vice, and it's on, uh, I don't know. Oh, right, here we go. The chef Mike is listening to the show. Okay. With the uh, said Northern Italian with German influence like West Fillaham. 
What's the land? Is that West Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but Speck is Northern Italian with German influence. Pretty cool. Yeah, I thought there was some German going on there. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all Europe, you know. They're all basically uh, yeah. Yeah, that Toronto. That is Pata yeah. Negra. That's the best. A beautiful man. hand. Because you just saying Danielle is off the hook, too. Now, I saw a guy the other day the on TV slicing some Bajuta de Palma, the San Daniel Bajuta de Palma, with a knife and paper. I mean, he was cutting this like you were cutting, you know, a tomato. He was just whacking it up. And every I can't piece stand people do that. It was paper thin. It was paper fucking thin. Oh, they did paper thin. All right, all right, good. Yeah, good. it was paper thin. I, I thought don't you were saying they were cutting chunks. No, this guy's knife skills. He was just like, like, bit, 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 and he showed you every piece he held up. He had like a string, like a clothesline, and he flipped it over the wire. Uh-huh. Every piece was paper thin. You can see through it. Like that's the best way to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. It's I remember when the Italian Heart Cafe opened up the top of the street. Now it's the Randazzo's, whatever. Yep. And the guy needed some help. I went up there to, to help him out, like on the side. And they had brujoon on everything. No meat slicer. And he had dull knives. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I don't, I don't have enough money for a slicer. And it's like, you want me to cut this with this fucking clamshell? It's fuck out of here. Yeah. I walk out. I'm like, I can't work here. You can't have prosciutto on everything and not have a slicer. Yeah, no, that's crazy. It's crazy ass. I don't know. I just don't. You drive me nuts at the store when you get the the prosciutto and it's too thick, and then you're like, slice it thinner. And they're like, I can't get it thinner. And it's like, yeah, you can. You can. So I've gotten it here before stores, Even if they get it thin, they don't lay it out the right way. You're supposed to put three or four pieces uh, across, then another piece of yeah. wax paper, and three or four pieces across. Don't pile. I have one kid pile my prosciutto up, and I waited all the way for him to do it, and then I got it, and I brought it up front. I said, you really want me to pay for this? Shop. I'm like, it's a clump of prosciutto. Shopper Stop did that. To I the always day. ask him. And then I went to I always ask him. And he did it a little bit better. The only yeah. person... The only place that does it good on Staten Island that I've known of so far. Frank and South. There you go. Frank and South. Yeah. They understand the Brigitte. Yeah. <laughs> they understand the Brigitte. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, because they get stuck together. Oh, my God. And if it's, if I it's too thick, you just throw it in a frying pan. <laughs> I yeah. tell them, I say, lay it out right. And then the, the times they, they stack it is when I forget to ask. And I leave the store and get home, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Exactly. No, you know what you do with that? You take that and you make a Monte de Jean or you make a Paletto di Pomodoro. Now, that sauce is with onions going. You get a ship pile of onions cut up almost to where they're pureed. You saute them down. You throw in your prosciutto. I throw in a couple of cloves of garlic anyway. I throw in a tomato sauce. And then I throw in some fresh basil, salt, and pepper. And you throw that over some bucatini or some fucking linguine. And it is unfucking believable. Unbelievable. Bucatini's my favorite pasta. Yeah. I tell them if, I, if they don't cut it thin, I won't eat it. I won't even buy it. I'll leave it there. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't blame I it because it's, especially at, if you're buying a better prosciutto too at twenty-seven dollars a pound, you know what I'm saying? You have every right to say, "Hey, I want it fucking thin." You know, because you're right. Big prosciutto is not my fucking cup of tea. There used to be a place in Manhattan. Down in the Chelsea market called Bon Italia. And it was a little store with a lot of oddball items in there from Italy. But in the back was the old man and the old woman 
with two tables and two chairs. It was only a four-seater. And very few people knew about it. But all day long, there was always somebody in there. From 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, the tables were always taken. You'd be lucky to get a table. Once or twice, we'd call ahead and tell them not to send anybody because we were coming in. But they had the best fucking prosciutto. We would go in there and get two pounds of prosciutto. My boss and the other line, my line cook, you know, we'd plan our little menu or our little specials or whatever. And, you know, we spent like 70 bucks on just two pounds of prosciutto, some good fucking privilege cheese and a piece of Italian bread and some olives. And it was the best fucking thing ever. Nice. Well, speaking of meats, Chef Lou. I'm not saying it. There's nothing going on. Okay. Um, Mike, you still with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. All right. So Chef Lou wrote, no tree. Hang smoked meats and artisan sausages from the ceiling on a pulley system. Allows your guests to kind of bob for meat. <laughs> okay. All right, Louie Louie. Now, that would be a great idea. Let's decorate the tree with super socks. Yeah. Why not? And then come Christmas time, you get to pick them off. Yeah, nice ornaments. <laughs> I remember I kid you not, when I was a kid, I decorated this guy's tree, a buddy's tree. He was sick. You know, God rest his soul, he had cancer, and he used to smoke a lot of weed. And um, that was one of the few things that helped him with the pain or whatever. So we went there, and we decorated his entire tree with buds of, of fucking pot. Like, here you go, dude. Smoke all you fucking want. Pretty fucking great. Nice. Yeah, what a shame. This fucking guy, 45 years old back then, died of cancer. Yep. Unbelievable. But yeah, you know, hey, look, there's a lot. We, You and I got to do something like that. We got to find, like, you do a lot of good pickling stuff, too, bro. Yeah. I don't know why you don't do that more. Like, you really come up with some good fucking pickling shit. You can even sell the shit off the fucking truck. Stop pickling some stuff yeah. and sell jars of it. Why the fuck not? He did some pickled pepperoni and kielbasa that still was fucking, that was banging, bro. Fucking banging. Good stuff. I'm a big pickler. I'm a Kelly pickler. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to call it because it's getting too crazy. But this uh, real tree versus fake one, I really thought real was going to take the cake. Yeah. And it's really not. No. So, once I, here we go. I'm going to call it right here. We got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 38 fake to 23 real. Uh. Well, you know what it is? A lot of it, the people that were writing it down, a lot of chefs don't have time, put up a fake one. You know, that's what it is. Jess, Jessica just wrote, Jessica Vogel from the Hell's Kitchen. I'm banned from real trees due to still finding pine needles and tinsel on the floor of my apartment. And that's true. <laughs> Even Mary's house. In July, you're stepping on pine needles because they just find their way all over the place. I'm right. still finding pine needles in my ass cracks from last year. <laughs> I have my, my tree. My tree is actually on top of my uh, ironing board. Yeah. They're everywhere. They, and tinsel, I used to love tinsel. Oh, my yeah. dog would eat it. And then when he would shit, it would hang out of his ass and he'd run around the backyard. Yeah, I would, it would look like, I would look like one of the, uh, the bicycle handlebars. Yeah, I remember my cat used to eat it too, and yeah, it would be hanging out. It was yeah. hilarious. 
I mean, part of me wants to eat a whole bunch of it just to see if it comes out of me like that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And take pictures for you guys. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I had the bright idea a while back when I was in Virginia. We we did. I did. A New Year's Eve party, and we probably oh, did, you could blow it up confetti. We probably did about five, six hundred people. It was out of control, and this was, you know, at, at the bar in the restaurant, only sat like twenty, and then another, another, you figure, mm-hmm. another fifteen people at, at at the podiums. We had four hundred fucking people all night staying with us. I had the bright idea at twelve thirty in the at, in, in the fucking morning, yeah, right? A little after the ball drop, I was pouring everybody drinks. Stood up on the bar, took this big giant bowl of confetti, and threw it all over the fucking restaurant. Oh, <laughs> the confetti. When we closed the restaurant down three years after that, there was still confetti on the floor. Like you, right. still, oh, you would still see a piece somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just my yeah. same thing with the tinsel. I think I still got tinsel in my room from nine years ago. And Easter grass. Away, Easter grass finds its way everywhere. Oh, forget it. I'm telling you, it'll find its way in any nook, corner, crack, crevice. But you know what I used to hate in the restaurant business when we would do like a bridal party or whatever, and they put glitter on the tables or something like that. You can't even vacuum that shit up. Oh, no, you know, yeah, like you're trying to turn over worse. for dinner, and it's like fucking glitter all over the place and confetti. I want to stab these women, but that's just me. Right. Here's a little message from our buddy Steve Sharippa. This is Steve Sherpa. I'm chewing the fat with Dig and DC. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Stevie. All right. Love that guy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Have a thumbs up. Oh, let's see where the... What's this sauce? Uncle Steve's, right? Yeah. Uncle Steve's sauce. Got to check it out, man. Great. I hate to say it, but it's a good jarred sauce, man. It really is a good jarred sauce. Right. So they're still coming in. Susanna Maya from uh, Big Brother Canada. Fake trees. Save real ones. I don't know. Okay. But that's enough. Now, I'm all for saving the trees, but what are all these Christmas trees being saved going to do for the earth? <laughs> like, why do we got to save these trees? For what? Because trees eat carbon dioxide. I understand that. And, like, it's good for <laughs> the air, the environment, I understand pollution. that, but the amount of Christmas cheese that are cut down is not going to make a break. That's what I'm trying to say. Sure it is. Grow new ones. Like the ones, but the ones that you're buying for 25 bucks took 10 years to grow. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that either. <laughs> yeah. You chop one down and you plant one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not a big thing about saving them because every corner there's some some guy selling Christmas trees. I just want to know how much they cost before, like, how much is he paying for a tree that you can get one for twenty five, thirty bucks? He's got to be paying five dollars a tree. I actually looked yeah. into it years ago. I wanted to hustle him. I think it was like twenty dollars a tree or something like that. Really? But you got to order him. You got to order him in like August. I waited too long. I was gonna, I was gonna try to order some and sell them, but they, uh, yeah, you got to order him early. Um, Christmas trees in bulk. <laughs> um, 
top quality bulk Christmas trees. Here, ChristmasTrees.com worldwide. <laughs> bulk trees, let's see. 40 foot, whoa. Come on, give me a price, guy. Nova Scotia to the Caribbean, Europe, blah, 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 blah. 200 uh, trees are available. Come bulk on, pricing. give me a price. It says bulk pricing right there. Yeah, I know, but they're not. Uh... Maybe that's what we should do, Rob. You and I start a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> yeah, in the back. Christmas tree fundraisers. Oh, you got to contact these people. They're not just going to give them to you, give you the prices. But, yeah, it's always too late. I always want to start a Super Bowl pool the day of the Super Bowl, like one of those $2,000 a box that you get 10% when everyone wins it. Yeah, let's start selling Christmas trees tomorrow. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll go buy 500 of them. But it's got to be worth it to sell them. I mean, the guy that's he has them at Staples on Forest and Western Beef on Forest. He's got two lots. Mm-hmm. It's got to be worth it. How much is he selling them for? Twenty nine ninety five. See, I see them even twenty in the between twenty five and twenty nine dollars. I bought my little Christmas trees for twenty five dollars. Yeah. And they deliver. But these are all sizes at twenty nine ninety five. You don't have to like. That's what he was selling them for. Yeah, we got a hundred pound, like eight foot tree for her parents, and she got like a short stuffy one. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's always what I want to do. Oh, we got another caller in here, too. Is this Jeff? Yes. What is up, Jeff? You're chewing the power with Big and Merry fucking Christmas! Merry, Merry New Year! Fucking How the hell are you? I am great. I was, uh, I, I saw your, uh, fake versus real. I always got real. We never got a fake tree, except for, I got a real tree in my apartment that I've been living in for three years now, last year for the first time. And there's the pine needles in a studio apartment are just scattered like confetti when you try to take it out yeah. after like the <laughs> and, I and then for some reason two- they're always in like the door jam where you can't really you really got to vacuum them out or something like that. <laughs> And then we tried to make like you know like an ugly sweater kind of thing. We tried to do like the ugliest tree, so we put the tinsel on. And we actually like this was like a year a year ago, and I had tinsel stuck to my shoe like yesterday. Walking out, I don't have a tree yet. <laughs> as, long as, as long as you didn't eat it, you were walking around. It was hanging out of your butt. As long as that yeah, it's like toilet paper in a public bathroom. <laughs> nice. So Jess, we got uh. We got our new friend Mikey Stevens from uh, Brewster, New York. He actually uh, won fifteen grand on a on a cooking show last night. Uh, we're calling it Friars vs. Liars. Well, <laughs> I got some Christmas tree bulk prices right here, nice. and awesome, it, it depends depends on the uh, brand. You know, whether it's a Fraser fir or a Douglas fir. But the Douglas fir, five to six foot they freaking hurt. Yeah, yeah, those are freaky, those ones. Five to six foot is $16. Six to seven foot is $20. Seven to eight foot is $25. Where are you finding these? Archery was like $65. It's a seven foot. Yeah, if you go down to Canadian, the, the Canon fur, it's $16, 18 24 and $30. 
and that's for a five, six, seven, eight foot tree. Yeah, these are wholesale. These are wholesale prices. Oh, uh, okay, oh, okay. But still, the guy that we bought two trees the other day, and it was sixty bucks for two trees, and then you buy all the bag, and then the the shit that you pour in, and you know the all that crap. Now here is the Colorado blue spruce for only fifteen dollars for a six foot tree. That those blue spruce, those are the ones that are so hard and ah, I don't like those. Douglas fir is the one that would have the soft needles, right? That you can't like even hardly I hang the uh, Christmas ornaments on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's I make one them that really smells. Maybe, Maybe it's all like pine salt. First sounds soft, right? Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Fur, fur's not cool now in 2016. This is the color fur. You gotta trim your trees. Yeah, that's right. Trim that motherfucking tree. I'll come trim. Listen, no, they really do trim the Christmas trees. <laughs> you gotta yeah. trump that baby up, otherwise it looks all crazy. Jess, did your tree need any trimming, Jess? I got my Christmas tree has. No branches on it and no bark. <laughs> it's just all hard, straight wood. My tree had a brisk. <laughs> oh, boy. We trimmed it real good and deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so just Mike is joining us. Uh, you know. He's got the bug now. He's got the bug for TV. Jess was on Health Kitchen. She was on Cutthroat nice, Kitchen nice. with my man Damiano. Yes, I Cut thought you were hanging out crazy. with him. Oh, yeah, I was hanging out with him the other day. Yeah, how's he doing? What is he up to? Is he still uh, going to be a he judge was, on Food Network? He was just, he was judging for the same production company that Mike was just working with. He, uh, cool. It's a baking version of it. Right. Bakers versus bakers. And uh, yeah. he was in town shooting, uh, judging that. Wow. And so he goes, listen to this. So he's in, he's filming in Jersey City. Right, right. I was like, where are you going to be? Jersey City. I'm like, all right. I started asking everyone, where should I eat in Jersey City? All of a sudden, at like 7 o'clock at night, he shoots me a picture where he's staying. He's going to his hotel. What fucking Times Square? I got a meal I'm already in my car. And so I drive into Times Square. I park next to his hotel on 36th Street. It cost me 60 bucks. It's a, night- it's a nightmare around fucking New York. Oh, around God, Times Square, especially Times Square. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now he goes, where do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't give a fuck where we're going to eat. Just we're in Times Square. It's all like fake and you know, like tourist trappy. He yeah. goes, Let's go to someone famous. Yeah, a lot of commercial stuff. Yeah. So we also go to someone famous's place. I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, Let's go to Morimoto's. So we get in the can we we get in the cab. We go down at Chelsea Morimoto's. That's a forty dollar cab ride. Yeah, well, now we're at Morimoto's and we get a little table, you know, like out downstairs in the bar because it's like mom. Yeah. And he decides he wants to do the tasting. So oh, I'm like, uh, yeah, paying. I guess I'll do the tasting. I'm worried about the money later. So like, I'm like, That's holy kind of shit. Stuff I like to do. Yeah, and me too. I love the tasting because I just did a tasting with my buddy Klaus the night before. But now I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, I don't make a lot of money. 
So we go there, and he goes, well, two tastings. He goes, I'm still hungry. He starts ordering rolls. The lady goes, what kind of water do you want? Cap or, you know, bottle water? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So he's ordering beers. The bill comes. It's like almost 400 bucks. I'm like, oh, God, okay. Uh, that's not including the tip. So that's going to be an $80 tip. So that's like 240 bucks a man. I was like, and he, and he looks at me and goes, you just give the tip. 60 bucks. I'm like, I'll tip the guy 70, thanks. <laughs> as long as yeah, I don't have to give pay least 20, for that tasting. At least 20%. Yeah, no, that's what he did when, when after a cutthroat, when he and I went back to the, the hotel that we were both staying, staying at, um, he's like, oh, you want to go down for some beers, and you want to go down, go down for dinner? I was like, yeah, sure, he's a handsome guy, why not? <laughs> so, yeah. so, But I, I I think I told you the story that I got food poisoning and I didn't even, like, nothing happened So because I was right. throwing up and then I saw Richard Blaze and I went through up with Richard Blaze. <laughs> it was a nightmare. But I got my salad twat to go. At least that was the important part. But uh, he was like, he was like ordering all this stuff. He's like, oh, let's get the appetizers, let's get this, let's get, you know, a few, like, you know, nice expensive beers and it was hotel prices and, like, the beautiful hotel we were staying in. And then I was like, oh, shit, I really don't have any money. And he's like, oh, I'll put it on my card. And he's like, oh, it would be a write-off for me. I was like, oh, shit, good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's nice sometimes to have some successful friends. <laughs> all my other ones. like, all right, let's do this. And then we all look at each other. All right, let's split a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you got that before, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let's just drink because we don't have money for food. And bring a couple of glasses so we can share the one beer. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, though, Marimo, it was good. It was delicious. All like wacky shit. But I needed to eat at the I, end of it. I I don't know. I'm not into sushi anymore. I can't do it. I'm just I I I have a really great sushi place right around the road from me. And it's always packed. It's always fucking packed. Even in the winter, I'm like, this is like a summer dish. How are you guys getting some hearty meals because eating sushi, like, every night? But it's always packed. Right. And I look, and I'm like, eh, should I go get sushi? I'm like, no, I really don't feel like it. It's really, like, you have to be in the mood for sushi. Right, I'm always right. in the mood for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, there was some wild shit. It was, like, some sea urchin with some fucking, like, I God love knows uni. what kind of... Uni's the best. Yeah, I just, I... The, the, we had a different way to bringing out every course and trying oh, to man. explain what it is. And I'm just like, I'm starving. Just give it to me and bring the other one immediately after it because this one's on a fucking spoon. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm bananas with this stuff. I, when I was down uh, shooting for the for the thing I was on, I went over to Edgewater, New Jersey. I went to this place called Mitsu. I picked up a whole tray of uni. I picked up some Wagyu beef and brought it back to my hotel. I'm nice. the only crazy guy. I have this stuff sitting in my freaking fridge. <laughs> I'm nice. thinking about bringing it with me. Yeah, I figured I was yeah, down there. Had, uh, top, you know? Yep. Yeah, he had, we did, it was a surfing turf. It was like a half a lobster tail and a, and a, and a claw with some Wagyu beef. It was good. Shut up. Oh one, one of the greatest, though. I've had, I've had better fucking surf and turf at, like, you know, Joe Schmo's Steakhouse. Wagyu beef, let me tell you something. Wagyu beef is Joe very Schmo's good, but it's also, yeah. it's also the texture of Wagyu beef for me is a little too soft. It's very no, fat. It's fat. It was like, you're not supposed to eat a lot of it. You know, you're supposed to have a little bit. A couple of ounces, you're good. Yeah. Exactly you've got to be good, high-grade stuff. It's a high yeah, monounsaturated fat, so it's very watery, but it's it's you can't you know, do right. like a, a twenty eight ounce, four ounce. No, 
No. Ain't ever happened. Yeah, no. Well, maybe I could, actually. I'll sit there and eat it. <laughs> no, but, but meanwhile, yeah. I was equally as happy. Like I said, I went to see Louis yeah. C.K. the other night, Madison Square Garden, hysterical. So we're right. leaving, and Mary goes, you want to go get something to eat? I'm like, I yeah. do. I want Grace Papaya. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was, it was Grace Papaya was miles and miles away, so we went to a Papaya King. It was just as good. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, give me. The guy goes for here in order to go. So Mary's looking. It's, it's like a corner place. There's nowhere to stand inside. I'm like, to stay. And I crawled into the corner, like where the guys were cooking. It was just sitting there talking to them while I was eating four hot dogs. <laughs> You're like Gollum, my, my precious, my precious. Yeah. Wow, so I'm like, give me a chili and cheese, a mustard and kraut, an onion and relish, and then give me a plain one with just mustard, and I'll decide if I want something else on it. Mary That's had one hot dog, and she was fine. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, I went to um, to lunch with my dad today and for Christmas, he he he's the one that made me like like wild game and all this like fancy like shit food and <laughs> I said that Dad <laughs> you're you're having this Christmas party what are you making he's like well I'm doing a tamarind glazed shrimp and chicken kebab over I don't know fricassee and he's a doctor but he talks about food like you know like you know we, right. we do and then he's like and then his my stepmom he's like and then I asked Terry then my like, stepmom what we should have for dinner she's like chicken frances. <laughs> <laughs> so I started with a German great glazed shrimp and blah 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 bullshit, and she just wants chicken frances. It's like <laughs> the best of both worlds. I'm like Rob said. I'll be I'll go to Morea and have all this crazy stuff, and then I'll be eating hot dogs outside after I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with everything that uh, anything I eat. It's great. Yeah, I, like time, I don't care. Get I'll eat pizza bagels. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got to bring up Blue Apron again because we are sponsored by Blue Apron. Um, Fantastic meal in a box, man. Delicious meal in a box. Speaking of, because Jess was talking about tamarind, like that's the kind of stuff that Blue Apron sends you. So maybe, maybe your dad has Blue Apron and he's making believe he's making it up, but it's actually off of Blue Apron's menu. Yeah, everything comes cryo vacuum. He's making it up. <laughs> and it's generous portions, too, man. Yeah. Great portions. It's uh, six bucks for two Generous, people yeah. for six meals a week. And uh, if you uh, go to blueapron.com slash chew, your first, uh, the first order is free with free uh, delivery. Yes, got to check it out, guys. Go check That's it out. It's great. Once a week comes right to your yeah. door. They pride themselves okay. on fresh ingredients and, and free portions. Yeah, it really is cool. I, I, love, I love the little containers and everything coming. Like the little vinegar comes in a little vinegar, like a little plastic container. Everything's all individual. Everything's right there for you, man. You pop it out the box. It's got that very, you, what do you call it, stock paper? That, that, uh, cardstock. Yeah, cardstock. It's yeah. got great cardstock, too. Even the recipe is on a really thick piece of paper where you can actually save them and build your little recipe yeah. book. Well, I got to tell you a little funny story what happened. I have all the ingredients in, in my fridge. And I believe this is actually the night that I went out with uh, Damiano. I came home. I was kind of hungry. And so I go in, and I thought, like, there was a little piece of cheese that went with something. (laughs) You know what's going to happen right now. So I grabbed two of these things, and then, you know, I'm 
forget what else. I brought my peanut butter in it, whatever. But I thought I was so psyched. I had two little things of like some cheese because I didn't have glasses on. I couldn't read. Yep, yep. I go in bed. I fucking turn the TV on. I'm like, all right, peanut butter. Now I need something salty. Oh, I got these two little cheeses, like funny bells or something. Yep, I, yep, yep, yep. I open it up. <laughs> I take a big bite and it just starts melting in my mouth. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm eating butter. <laughs> oh my god, I'm awesome. I just wrap it back up with the aluminum and I go downstairs, open up the fridge where there's light, and I'm trying to look. And I think it really looked like it was because it was from some kick ass dairy farm. <laughs> and that it made it look like cheese and I was eating butter like a like a, a fat guy up in bed. Wow. But that's how good it is. That's how good the ingredients are from Blue Apron because I thought it was cheese and it was actually butter. <laughs> good times. And I didn't say I stood it out. I ate all that butter that was in my mouth. <laughs> I got to tell you the truth. I did the same thing, not with the Blue Apron. Right in the supermarket next to the Irish cheddar, they have Irish butter. Uh-huh. So again, yeah. I don't have my glasses on. I grab one cheddar and one butter. What I thought was two cheeses. So of course, I come home and open up the butter, and I'm sweating. I'm putting all the groceries away, and I'm starving. I mean, I'm fucking starving. I eat all day. It's about six thirty now. You can't keep the fat guy hungry for that long because we get fucking delusional and angry. <laughs> now I'm fucking starving. And I cut a big hunk of his fucking what I thought was butter with cheese. Take a big whack of this fucking thing. <laughs> it's not much. I got bags in my hand. I'm sweating. I'm fucking, everything's all over the refrigerator, the floors, there's a shopping cart. I just put a melting out of your mouth. And I start eating it. <laughs> and it took me about four seconds to realize, like, what the hell is wrong with this cheese? And I'm like, it's butter. <laughs> and I fucking bugged the fuck out. That Good happened stuff. to me the other day, actually, at the restaurant uh, that I work at, because uh, the restaurant's actually terrible that I work at, and it's just ugh, awful. So, But they make their own soups. And like, it was the end of the batch of a cream of chicken, and I'm starving. And I go into work, and I go to, like, you know, ladle out a, a little cup, a souffle cup even, of just soup to sip on for just to hold me over. And right. I'm like, is this chicken and dumplings? Because there's a big lump in there, <laughs> and they're like, "No, this is no, they're like, no, that's cream of chicken." I was like, "But there's a big lump of something in here," and I ate a big ball of roux that was just sitting on the. Nice. Oh my goodness! Oh, horrible. I got gold in my mouth, but ain't nothing like this. All right, so uh, back to the little Blue Apron. Just go to blueapron.com/slash/chew. <laughs> Order it up. You're going to love it. It's a great time, great company, and uh, we want to thank you for the Great portions, great recipes. We'd like yeah. to thank you, and it's the end of the show now, so let's... Guys, Mike, you, thank you for calling in, bud. You're welcome to call in any time. Yes, always, sir. Always a part of the Big and Beefy family from now on, bud. You know, anything thank we can ever do will help out. Call in any time you want. It. Jess, you know we love you. You're part of the Big and Beefy show. It's that Big Beefy <laughs> and Jess we're going to start calling in. And, uh... <laughs> You know. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I actually had some Christmas music to uh, play, but my computer rejected it all. So. Thank God. We're end this. Sorry. One of my... <laughs> 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 it was Twisted Sister. Oh come on, you faithful! It's great. And then my buddy Ray had it. Just wrote a Christmas song. I was going to put it out for him, but whatever. Sorry, Ray. We're going to go back to our old 
exit song, the Jay Z New York State of Mind. There it is. So uh, yeah, baby, I like that. Yeah. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's right. Let's have you Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Everybody. And we'll be back we'll after New Year. Yep. We'll be back after New Year's or after Christmas. After New Christmas. Mm-hmm. Monday's the twenty-sixth. Yeah. Huh? There's a show on Monday's the twenty-sixth. Yeah, it's the day after Christmas. So? Yeah. Yeah, we have to have a right, Christmas we'll be show. back after New Year's. <laughs> 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 All right, well, maybe. We'll see. We'll have to talk about this. Yeah. We have to get anybody call up and convince Rob to do a Christmas on a day after Christmas show. Yeah. Bah, humbug him. Come on, I got to go Christmas shopping on the 26th. Some... But the people are going to see on the 27th. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> We want a show. We want a show. We want a show. We want a show. Right. We want a show. We want you guys show. can do a show. Huh? You guys can do a show. Yeah, the Philomena and Kalenda show. We need you. Ah. Should be locked in the fucking closet. Give me a CVS. Give me a CVS getting the day after Christmas candy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be enough. I'll be at CVS on the 26th. Buying Nothing the wrong with the day Reese's, after Christmas candy is the way to go. Peanut butter eggs. Yes, help, help me here. Help out. We want show. All right, all right, well, Merry Christmas, Mikey, good luck to you, Mikey, good luck to you, thank you, guys, appreciate it, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, love me back for that McDonald's, took it to my fast like the Simmons with some pastry. Cruising down Main Street. Off white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there, Bed-Stuy. Home of that boy, Biggie. Now I live on Billboard. And I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata. Still sipping my ties. Sitting courtside. Nicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out. I can trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from... Blinding. 
shoulders so they could step out of bounds quick. The sidelines is lined with casualties who tip the life casually and gradually become worse. Don't fight the apple eve. Caught up in the in crowd. Now you're in style. And in the winter gets cold. In vogue with your skin out. City of sin. It's a pity on a whim. Good girls going bad. The city's filled with them. Mommy took a bus trip. Now she got a bus out. Everybody ride her. Just like a bus route. Hell Mary to the city. You're a virgin. And Jesus can't save you. Life starts when the church is. Came here for school. Graduated to the high life. Ball players. Rap stars. Addicted to the limelight. MC and May. Got you feeling like a champion. The city never sleeps. Better slip you an ambient.